program to bring you hope and inspire you to build good habits. On the show today, I have a very special guest, an American poet. Her name is Cheryl Ellen Baxter. Welcome to our show, Cheryl. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Some people have asked about your poems. I know that you have this incredible gift of understanding. You put them down on paper, and it just came alive and really touched many people's hearts and minds and souls. So, I just want to ask you, how did you discover this gift? Well, I was probably eight or nine years old, and I was a real outdoorsy kid. So, I was kind of a tomboy. So, I would climb trees, climb fences, and all that. But I was also reflective as a child, so you know I would have these thoughts sometimes, and I, I just thought everybody did that. But one one day I came in from playing outside and went to my mom and said, "Hey, mom, look at this. This is what I wrote." And she looked at it and she said, "No, you didn't write that by yourself." I said, "Yeah, mom, I did." And she said, "Well, I'll be." I mean, she was just very surprised. So that's when it started. A lot of people have been touched by your poems, and not just here in Australia, in America, and people all around the world. And many people became closer to God because I know every time you write a poem, you're trying to lead people to Christ. Yes. When did you decide that you want to lead people to Christ using your poem? That's been for a long time coming. As far as using my poems, I decided probably two years ago. To start putting some of them on Facebook, but then January first, twenty twenty, I decided that every time I would post, that I also would bring the gospel message. For maybe there would be some people that maybe they were looking for God but hadn't accepted Christ. So generally, every post that I put has the gospel message at the end. Including my poems, or sometimes I just pick out real pertinent scriptures to kind of what people are going through,、mm-hmm. and then I I also love to put a beautiful picture of some kind with it. You know, that's one of my creative abilities. I think to put together. Oh yes. So you're not just a poet; you're also an evangelist, Cheryl. You know, I think I've shared with you, Angie, that I lived in Portland, Oregon. For seven years, I grew up in Texas, but I had a friend that was in the Air Force here in Fort Worth. And when she got out of the Air Force, me and my friend that I share a house with now helped her move back up to the Northwest. And、uh, I, I was, I had gone through a rather difficult time. A guy that I was crazy about married somebody else, and so.、Uh, You know, it was a time in my life. I was in my twenties, and I thought I needed a change. And after going up there,、uh, it was just so beautiful and very different. The Pacific Northwest is just real green, and the ocean. I've always loved the ocean. So, after thinking about it and praying about it, I was excited that I had gone up there. And、uh, I, I told the Lord I had grown some since living up there, and I said I really do want to be used of you, and I had started to work for the VA hospital in Portland so that I could transfer, because within the system you can transfer if you've worked for them for a year.、Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, and I I told the Lord, you know, I want to be available if you can use me to share Christ. I want to be your servant, and I'll be 
the uh, very VA hospital and department that I worked in, the first person that I met entering the department, she was the uh, assistant to the head of the department and uh, real nice gal, but she was the very first person I met. And eventually she came to Christ through me sharing with her. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised because I had prayed that, but she's just become such a wonderful Christian. The mm. Lord does that. Oh, yeah, if absolutely. If you open yourself up for him, he does it in ways that you didn't see coming. So just things like that. Oh, yes. I've had a heart for evangelism for a long time. Really serious. I am nothing as far as the overall picture. I'm just a conduit, so to speak, for the Lord to use. And I want to be available as you do. Yes. You know, yes. And some of some of the friends that I have also have that desire, but we have real different gifts. We all fit somewhere in there. Exactly. With the body of Christ, some are the hands, some are the feet and brain. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what? I would love you to read your poem for our listeners because you know right now it's a very special season. Are you ready? Okay, I am ready. The first one is called No Room in Bethlehem. And it starts, God came down from heaven's throne. A man-child made of flesh and bone. He was sent to those who needed him, yet there was no room in Bethlehem. Angels sang their jubilee, as shepherds watching o'er their sheep made haste to see what the angels meant about one who had come to save his people from their sins. Quickly they went to Bethlehem to see this newborn babe who lay in a trough full of hay where the Christ and Lord was born that day. In a shed on a trough full of hay, no room at the end for his birth, eternal God who came to earth, leaving heaven's throne. He came to his own, though there was no room in the hearts of men, no room, no room in Bethlehem. But is there room in your heart's inn for the Son of God born in Bethlehem? Beautiful. That's definitely foundation knowledge of the Christian faith. Jesus came right, on right. earth as a little babe. And why? Why did Jesus have to come on earth? He came so that we wouldn't have to pay the penalty of our sin. I mean, he came to die. And that's weird thinking about it that way. But that was his purpose mm. for becoming man, becoming flesh so that he could experience what man did go through, but yet he was still God. And he was the only one that could take our sins upon himself. You know, nobody else could have done it mm. because everybody was fallen. Mm. Now we're made new. We're made new. Oh, praise the Lord. I really hear this love from God and the humility of Jesus willing to die for all mankind. Such humility to leave heaven came down here to walk with us and to be close to us. It's a wonderful way to approach mankind. Now, would you like to read that second poem for us? Yeah, this is another new one. And it's simple, yet it's profound when you think about it. It's called, He is my all. He is my redeemer, my comfort, my friend. He is without beginning, without end, without sin. He is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. My fortress, my father, my fan. Yes, he is. He's unexplainable, inexplicably undeniable. 
He is my all in all, over all, above all, around all. He permeates all of creation because he created all, no small measure or portion, but all. And he asks me to heed his call because he is. Wow, it's incredible. I think Holy Spirit inspired you to write down this wonderful poem about him being all in all. I believe so. That's great. Cheryl, you have done quite a lot, actually. You went to the mission trips. I've always wanted to go to a mission trip, but I never really have the opportunity, even though I served at a big church in London where we did the hospital ministry and we prayed for all the patients. We didn't do the medical part. And my father was a doctor. So I really admire people who actually go into medical missions trips. Tell us, what have you learned during those two mission trips? Yes. The first mission trip I went on was with a medical team. There was a doctor, he was single in my church, and he came to me and he said, Cheryl, I really want you to go on this. It was a two-week trip. We went into the interior of Mexico and just uh, ministered medical help like surgery, eye exams, all, all sorts of things. We had a whole team of doctors, nurses, and then I was the x-ray technologist. And I had a helper that spoke this Indian language, but he was actually Mexican. So when I would give the directions, it would go through him to the person. The group that we were ministering to was an Indian dialect and, mm. and people, and they had absolutely no medical help. Mm. Uh, it, I mean, they would have to travel very mm. far to get any medical help. Mm. So it was amazing. We had our group probably had 20 people, and every morning we would get up real early, have breakfast, and then we would all have a prayer time together. And by 7 a.m., we could look out, and there would be like lines and lines and lines of people that had walked from these villages to come there. It was just incredible. And just to be a part of a team like that, mm. you know, I had been in the medical field for a long time, but had never done anything like that. And then the next a couple of years after that, I was invited to go to the Ukraine with my church. They had a medical team again because we had partnered with a church over there and they had invited us to come. So they were really excited because the, the people in our group, most of them anyway, were medical people. So we got to go to their hospital and it was so interesting because, you know, it was Ukraine in 1996 they had some stuff, but they didn't have most of the medications that we have available and that you have available, the technology on their equipment. Uh, the, the people there are very sweet, very nice once you get to know them. But at first, they're standoffish because they lived in a communist country. Mm -hmm. They lived under Russian control until a certain time. So they were not very trusting. But once you got into their inner circle in the church. I mean, they were just so giving, so loving, and they gave you the best of whatever they had. And they didn't have a lot. Like, mm. I think we're so spoiled, you know, where we live, we just have everything that you can imagine. Absolutely. And there, they, they just don't have that. Or that was 1996. And yes. 
And it's a wonderful thing to do, to be able to go to a different culture, to understand them and also reach out to them, share God's resources and skills and gifts and love. Now, I would love you to read that last poem. Okay. This one is called Star Child. A small star child fell to earth with searing firebrand of birth, offered holy innocence, giving souls a recompense, cloaked in flesh, divine the choosing, redemption, the godchild's bruising, earthbound for all humanity in time and space to set men free. Though small the star, his ember grew, even when darkness overthrew. Formidable iconoclast, expiation for sin at last. Star child burning into night fills our hearts with heaven's light. Amen. I love Jesus with all of my heart. This poem, it's one of the most powerful poems I have ever heard about Jesus. Thank you so much, Cheryl. You're welcome. Thank you. I just want to know I love you. I love you too, Cheryl. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have been blessed by it. Take good care and God bless you.